girls today. <laughs> That's so homophobic. That is the most homophobic thing anybody's ever said to me. Only me and the listeners will know. I'm going to edit this. You edit it. I was gonna say, I'm going to come back and edit this later. Because it picked that up. But yeah, I know. I started recording as soon as you said that. <laughs> it's so mean. Mm-hmm. Okay, well... Let's get started, I guess. Well, let's introduce ourselves first. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, today's episode of Don't Murder People, as always, is run by me, Jalen. And me, Hannah. That's us. Me, Hannah. One one word. Yeah. How do you spell it? Um, M-E-A-H-A-E-I-G-H-N-A-H. Okay, I'm going to have you write that down. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to write that down later, so I'll remember it. Okay. (laughs) I'm not even going to The English it. language sucks. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But yeah, so today's episode of Don't Murder People, it's run by me. I'm doing the serial killer episode today. Yay, serial killers. Side note, don't murder people. I remembered when I was taking the shower, a shower two days ago. Okay. we know who the Zodiac Killer is now. Mm, it's not been verified. Okay. It feels pretty verified. It's... Kind of verified. Kind of verified. Okay. I don't know. Until I get an official official word from the FBI okay. that the Zodiac Killer case is solved, I'm going to always have a little bit of doubt. Okay. Because I was like, we just kind of like didn't do anything with that information. I know. I'm probably going to do a Zodiac Killer episode in the okay, next cool. few weeks because yeah. I keep, I forgot about that. But then like about six different people sent me a TikTok. So you sent me one. A bunch of my other friends kept sending me TikToks about the serial, about the Zodiac Killer. And I was like, I know. Yeah. I know. It's just so weird. Like, they just, like, were like, uh, the Zodiac Killer is this guy. Named Gary. Yeah, named Gary on Twitter. And I was like, uh, come, what was that? <laughs> come again? Come again. Sorry? Sorry? My sister posted the funniest Snapchat. She was like, the Zodiac Killer is a guy named Gary. And then she was like, JK, it's Chris. And it's my dad, like, sitting in the chair looking at her, like, <laughs> like so surprised. Yeah. <laughs> Ted's just glad the heat's off him now. <laughs> He's glad that he gets to get away with it. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I'll probably do a Zodiac Killer episode. I'm just, I don't want to do stuff that's overdone. Like mm-hmm. today's ep- today's killer, not a lot of people talk about. Nice. Which is so I probably won't know about it. I think you will. It's okay. a mind. You are super into mind hunters, so you I might. But yeah, let's get into it. When I was in Texas, I saw it. The book Mind Hunters. Yeah. I don't know. Huh. Because it's, like, real. It's, like, a real story. Yeah. So, like, I'm guessing the guy that did all the psychoanalyzing, whatever. That makes sense, I guess. Yeah. But, all right. Well, let's get started. So, when you think of serial killers, you know, like, the movie-style ones, there's usually the two different trains. It's either the super friendly guy, nobody suspects, who he lives in your neighborhood, mm-hmm. or there's, like, the American Psycho, you know, the movie. Yeah. Super suave guy who travels all over the place and can kill without ever being noticed. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, for some reason, seem to think super cute, super killer. I can't talk today. Superheroes. Superheroes. <laughs> Fuck. No. <laughs> a lot of people think serial killers are just super mobile and they can hop around from state to state murdering whoever they like. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't true for 99% of serial killers. Um, they stick to areas they know well and they really don't kill out of their range area, yeah. their territory, as they would call it, which is gross, but... <laughs> Today's story is going to be an exception to that rule. So we're going to be talking about Samuel Little. Samuel Little? Who is the most prolific serial killer in the United States. Wow. Have you heard of him before? I feel like I don't do names well. So when I start hearing the story, I might. You probably will. Um, 
but let's kind of get started. So the victims list is kind of iffy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have an official confirmed list of victims that this guy was convicted for, mm-hmm. and that's eight. There is Annie Lee Stewart. She was killed in Cincinnati, Ohio in October of 1981, strangled. Mary Jo Payton, who was killed in Cleveland, Ohio, July 3rd, 1984. I wanted, as soon as I saw it, it me out because July 3rd is my birthday. <laughs> I was like, oh. Uh-oh, bad juju. Oh, sorry, Miss Mary Jo, but... Carol L. Ford, L. Ford, who was killed in Los Angeles in July of 1987. Wow. Uh, I might pronounce, I don't think I'll pronounce it wrong. I heard it in an interview. Guadalupe Abodaca, she was killed in LA in September of 1987. Audrey Everett, also LA. This was two years later though, mm-hmm. August 1989. There was a Jane Doe who was unfortunately never identified, but she was killed in Cincinnati, Ohio, sometime between 1980 and 99. Rose Evans, Cleveland, uh, and Denise Brothers, who was murdered in Odessa, Texas. Oh, shoot. That's just the confirmed list that he was convicted for. Officially. What the heck? This yeah. man's all over the place in over many years. We're just getting started. <laughs> oh, buddy, we are yeah. just getting started. So we have the suspected murder victims, most of which were corrobor- corroborated by Little himself. Um, a lot of these victims, we don't know their names. Little just kind of gave a vague description of what they looked like, where he met them, and where he thinks he dumped their bodies. Um, and I'll put the link for these down below. The FBI released his videos of some of his confessions. Mm-hmm. It's so disturbing to watch. Gross. It's like, what? well, when you first start listening, he just sounds, he just sounds like he's telling stories. Yeah. He's this older guy. He's in his mid eighties. I think I can't remember off the top of my head. When you see him, he just looks like someone you'd see, like your friend's grandpa. Yeah. You would, he'd walk in on him telling stories about his life when he was a youngster. Yeah. And it's so weird because there's this one he described. He was just like, oh, she was beautiful. Her curves. And he just went on and on about how pretty she was. And then he described he got her into his car. He never, he didn't really go into the details of the killing itself. It was uh-huh. just kind of like the before and after. And I think he did describe it. They just cut it out of the public interviews. Oh, okay. Um, it was almost clinical. He was so casual about uh-huh. it. It was just very strange, very odd. He would, because what he would do is he would pick these girls up. Like, he would go out clubbing, and he would pick them up, and he would take them home and have sex with them, and then he would strangle them. Yeah. Like, in his car, and mm-hmm. then just dump their bodies. But, anyways, so there was estimated to be, including the confirmed victims I told you about, 93. 93 victims. Oh, like, and they only convicted him for eight? <sighs> Once you have him in jail, he negotiated, so he... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go okay. back to that. Okay. We're going to circle back to that. <laughs> That's going to become a bit, yeah. I think, in our show, unfortunately. Uh, you're coming home with me. <laughs> okay. That's how we kind of say it. Yeah. Uh, we're going to circle back, back to that. <laughs> That's the, but <laughs> I cannot be joking about this kind of shit. That's the kind of, that's the highest kill count in the U.S. So, like I said, 93 victims. Yeah. 93 murders. That's the highest kill count in the U.S. And most other countries, but, you know, there are a few exceptions. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's... Um, it's weird that he's not as prolific as... He's not as well-known. Yeah. Does he have a name, or is it, is it literally Samuel Little? That's his full name. When you started saying Little, it rang a bell, but... he's. I mean, it's... 
it's so weird that not very many people know about him. Mm-hmm. And especially because these were recent. This was like 1980s mm-hmm. until 2005. He got oh, until caught. Until 2005? He, got, he didn't get caught to like, I, what, we'll, go, we'll circle back. Yeah. That. He did not get caught until very recently. That's weird. I'm wondering if it's like, because he, there was, well, it's hard to connect those because they're so wide. We're, well, I'm going to talk more about why if you can get yeah. in a second. That's what I'm going into right now, actually. <laughs> um, and like I said, most of these victims, we just don't know any of their identities. And yeah. unfortunately, I don't think we're going to find their identities. Mm-hmm. They were all women. Um, and it's a terrible term. I hate it. Everybody in criminology hates it. But we call them throwaways. They're just, these are people who you will not notice when they go missing. They're drug addicts. Yeah. They're prostitutes. They're people yeah. with families that don't care about them or mm-hmm. they don't have a family. And these are people who are just so vulnerable to murders like these. And it happens all the time. Yeah. That's why they're, according to a couple of people I know with doctorates in criminology, they're probably about five serial killers um, active in the United States at all times, at least. Mm-hmm. And they can get away with murders like these. It's yeah. easy. It yeah. would be easy. It's not difficult. They they aren't reported to the police. And if there's no mer- missing person and you don't find a body, there's no crime. Yeah. So for years, these murders really just kind of went under the radar. The general, with police, the general ratio of murders getting solved is 60-40. Mm-hmm. 60 get solved, 40% don't. Yeah. I mean, it's not a bad... That's not a good ratio. It's not a good ratio, but at least it's the high. It's above 50, I will say. Okay. But I'm like, I was just thinking, like, if these people are suddenly go missing, but no one puts a report in, like a missing persons report, isn't there still records that aren't being made? Or they're just, they can't do anything because, like, they could have, like, technically gone off the grid or something like that. Yeah, there's, I mean, they're legal adults. Yeah, and also like, people aren't going to report. They're, if they're not getting reported missing, how do you know they're missing? I know, but I'm like, like if their rent's not getting paid all of a sudden, things like this, like they're not paying taxes, blah, blah, blah. I feel like someone along the line, like there's not documents, physical documents that are being put in, but they're just like, no, they might, maybe they just ran away. You never Like know. it's always the runaway thing. I yeah. Feel like it's, yeah, it's unfortunate. But now I'm going to talk a little bit about Samuel Little. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a story we unfortunately hear often. Let me preface this by saying I'm not trying to get you to sympathize with him. He killed 93 women. Yeah. Um, but this Project is kind of just this is setting up his backstory. Yeah. It's one we hear often. He's just a little boy whose mother was a prostitute. He abandoned she abandoned him when he was a baby. So he started an early life of crime, and he got shipped off to reformatory school. And as soon as he got out of reformatory school, he got right back into crime, stealing, breaking, and entering assaults, the works. He was in and out of jail for his entire life for just kind of minor crimes. And this starts to establish when you experience early childhood trauma, Mm -hmm. typically that combined with the reformatory school and just the consistent life of crime, this kind of starts to develop psychopathy. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you don't know what psychopathy is, it's when the emotion and impulse control parts of your brain, I cannot remember the names off the top of my head. They are severely underdeveloped or they don't exist at all mm-hmm. in your brain. So when you have that, you are significantly more likely to just commit crimes. You don't feel empathy. Yeah. You don't, you can put yourself in another person's shoes if you need to, yeah. but it won't be like a pity thing. Ever. Yeah. You, it's very strange. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, there's no known cure for it yet. There have been a lot of, there's been a lot of research going into it the past few years though. 
and finding cures or at least a way to like yeah you know how they're trying to do genetic editing so mm-hmm. they'll get rid of diseases they're trying to do something yeah. with that it's interesting but anyways by his 32nd arrest um according to his records his claims um he'd killed about a dozen women at his 32nd arrest. arrest i can't remember how old he was at this point but he was not very young yeah but th- he stated he has killed about a dozen women by then oh my god um there were no missing persons reports, just decaying bodies that were found in fields, ponds, and ditches. He told investigators a story afterwards while he was in jail doing his confessions. A cop caught him while he had a dead woman in his car. I feel like that happens often with these serial killers. Yeah. The cop came up and Little told the guy he would, and he and his wife were having sex in his car. The cop saw the girl's body laying there in the backseat of his car, and I guess, you know, it's just not something to expect. So the cop let him go. He didn't think it was a dead body. He thought it was like his wife just laying there. Dead body in the car. I feel like even if I if I was a cop, I would want verbal confirmation from the girl that he is her wife. He was just like, oh, my bad. It's all the, also the 80s. Yeah. When and this happens. They so. don't expect the worst for men like I do. But <laughs> fair enough. I expect the absolute worst. Don't trust men. But ever. that is bad. That's very bad. Yeah. There was just and there were all these cases like this. Um well not like the getting caught in the car, but what he did is he he really he was not a rich guy. Mm-hmm. And when you look at there's a map on the FBI's official website of the locations of all his killings. He started out in Florida because that's where he lived and was that was his stomping grounds for a long time. Mm-hmm. He killed the most women there. But, I mean, there's almost one in every other state. Wow. When also, Let me pull up the map really quick, and I will show you. Oh, my God. Because um, he wasn't even convicted in Florida, where the majority of the women were. He didn't get – no, I'm going to show you the map first. But it's so weird to see. And then after we finish Ooh. recording, I'm going to – what was that? <laughs> I just got chills. I was thinking about it. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, like I said, there's these murders in all of these different states. Wow. Like all up and down the East Coast, kind of Central America. That's crazy. And then he stayed, California. stayed out of the Midwest a little bit. But yeah. He kind of, well, he hit Illinois. He hit Chicago. Yeah. And St. Louis looks like. Is that not St. Louis? Um, or it's somewhere near St. Louis. Yeah, that area. But yeah. So that was all of that. But he just traveled. He would just get in his car and then he would go move to a state and live there for like one or two years and just kill women while he was there and he would never get caught. That's wild. Because it was this, there was this party scene, you know, people, it was everybody. He would hang out with people who were doing crack, doing mm-hmm. drugs, prostitutes, all that, and you just get away with it. But going back to Little, he said he had this fasc- fascination with necks. That's how he chose every single one of his victims. He really liked, <laughs> you just are vibrating. I'm like, that's so weird one to have. I'm, I'm just wondering like psychoanalytically how he got started that. fascinations with necks. I'm like, is it, I'm, and then like also he's doing like sleeping with prostitutes. It's a sex thing. And his mother was one. So I'm like, is it like a mother thing? Like Freud, you yeah. bastard. Sigmund yeah, Freud. It, I feel like it does come back to the mother a lot though. I know. It does. It does. Especially for like, like serial killers that were messed up at a young age because of things their mothers did. Yeah. And he, the way he described it, he said um, a lot of times when he was with his mother, 
he um, would be there while she was there with his clients, while he she was there with her clients. Like, I'm wondering if she had a, a hand in that, yeah. Or, I don't know. Yeah, you know, like, he would see these girls, and they would remind him of, of his mother, and he would I, murder them. I could not find anything about that. There, He didn't, uh, but maybe I should have went into psychology. <laughs> I'm very fascinated. Change your major, right as yeah. you're graduating. <laughs> God, no. I just got another four years. It's fine. Maybe the master's. Okay. You're going to get your master's in psych after a bachelor's in English? I mean, you probably can't, could. I don't think you can. You should apply for the program. Yeah, I think you could probably do like educational psychology. We'll see. That's a thing. Okay. I took a class. <laughs> educational psychology? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. The psychology of children. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. But, oh, let's get back into it. Okay. <laughs> we keep getting off track. Um, but the next, he that's how he chose his victims. And he would take them home. He Well, he would never be home. He would have sex. He claimed he had sex with them. A few interviewers said he raped them. Mm -hmm. There was really, I couldn't ever find a lot of concrete evidence one or the other, one way or the other. There was sexual activity. Involved. Yeah. Anyways, he would have contact with these women and either during or immediately afterwards, he would choke them with his bare hands. Yeah. It was never a cord. Yeah. It was never any weapons, always his hands. Um, there was one case, I believe he said, where he drowned a girl but he was still, he was, he dragged her over to the pond. That's how he described it. Um, and he was holding her under the water, hands around her throat. He, that was the one he was excited about. He was like, I remember hearing his voice. He goes, oh yeah, I remember this one girl. She was different. That was the first one I ever drowned. That was the only one I ever drowned. It's just watching his interviews. Yeah. He's, whenever like, you watch him watch that, remember that he has, he's a very, very intelligent person. Mm -hmm. It's almost like he has a photographic memory. Mm -hmm. Whenever he goes back to describe those, he is just living in that moment, mm -hmm. remembering it. And he's enjoying it. Yeah. He does not feel slightest bit yeah. guilty for that. Any of it. And he knows, he won't apologize ever. No. But because I, I mean, there's that thing where like serial killers go back to the place where they did the killing to like get that rush again. Mm -hmm. So it's just interesting. Disturbing, yeah. But so he ran around the country. He picked up a girlfriend during the 70s or so. Aurelia Jean Dorsey, and they ran around committing more petty crimes together. Um, Little said she didn't know he was murdering women, but she apparently knew he was going out with other women. She was also 30 years older than him. Oh. <laughs> Which is just, I mean, older women. Compared, stop. I'm just, he murdered 93 people. I'm, no, I'm just saying like Floridian thing that I'm noticing. Oh, okay. How many Floridians do you know that like older women? Well, I'm just thinking like mother. Oh, fascination with the mother. Okay, okay, okay. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. You said something about Florida, and I was not. No, Freudian. Out. Freudian. Okay, I think you said Floridian. <laughs> I was like, what does this have to do with Florida? <laughs> I mean, he was born there, but anyways. Now, years and years go by. He's murdering people. By this time, it's about 2012. He's kind of getting old. Yeah, you know, but he's still out murdering people and moving around the country. Um. Little gets arrested at a homeless shelter in Kentucky for narcotics charges in California. And I can, I tr looked around, I could never figure out why, but for some reason they ran Little's DNA. Um, I don't know, maybe it was a routine procedure. Anyways, they ran his DNA. They linked his DNA to three women's murders, which was Nelson, Alford, and Apodaga. Uh -huh. um, the LA County District Attorney charged Samuel Little with three counts of murder and special circumstances for multiple murders 
multiple murder. Say that three times fast. Um, and I had to do some digging on that special circumstances thing because I yeah. thought it was weird. But it's, I guess this is California law that guarantees if you meet the special conditions, and there's a long, long list. Oh, shoot. Um, you are going to state prison for life without parole, guaranteed. Um, and I'm sure he already would have gotten life for the three murders. Yeah. But I guess they just wanted to guarantee he, he couldn't get parole. I don't know. Fair enough. Yeah. He little maintained his innocence for several years, and a lot of investigators started looking at him for cold cases they had across mm-hmm. the country. He was in this prison, and all these investigators would get together, and they'd come in. I just remember one of the guys talking in the interview. He was, he was like, oh, yeah, we were all talking about all these cold cases we had. And Little was looked at for almost every single murder cold case that happened between the 70s and 2012. That's crazy. Yeah. But in 2018, six years after his arrest, a Texas ranger named James Holland, I don't know how, but the guy managed to gain his trust. And in exchange for a deal of no death penalty, Little started to tell him about every single one of these murders. Wow. Holland says that Little was just insanely intelligent. Like I said, he had a photographic memory. And he just remembers every detail from every murder site. Like he was there during the confessions. That is crazy. So, yeah, that's kind of the main summary of all of that. But like I said, he was just... Oops. It was so weird. And they went back to a lot of the places that he was, that he told them he described in those murder cases. Um, and almost every single time they found the bodies. <gasps> so that like they still hadn't found a lot of the bodies. Yeah. Cause, and it's, cause he would drive, what he would do is they would get in his car. Yeah. Him and this girl, whoever she was at the time, and they would drive out to some rural spot in the middle of nowhere to yeah. have sex or whatever. And, um, and then he would just kill him there. And just, how many fields are there that aren't being like farmed? That's interesting. It's a lot. Well, and it was, it was just always the most random things. One girl he described, he dumped her on a trash pile on, on it, not in it, uh-huh. on it. Like these bodies are left out in the open. He's not burying them. Yeah. And if they are, it's shallow graves. Yeah. They're just left out in the open and nobody's finding them, Mm-mm. which is so baffling. But I mean, it makes sense. There's, There's just, so much land. <laughs> what do you, I mean, like, I'm not going to go looking around for mm-hmm. random land. Yeah. I mean, the, the, even in my town, we have like, like fields that aren't being used. They're not sold yet or anything. They're just there. So yeah, I get it. But that's just like, like 20, 30 years later. That's crazy. Nobody's seen. Yeah. But, and I mean, obviously some of them were getting found because there were investigators yeah. coming in to check these cold cases, but there were, I mean, some that weren't 93 bodies. Yeah. At least that's wild. And that's, that's all he claimed. There could have been more. And that's always, it's just so it's weird. Cause it's so simple. It, like, right. It's like he, he's not he thinking just, hard about this. No, he's, he's doing not. it. He's just, he's strangling them and dumping them. There's no, like, there's no like intelligent thinking behind it. Well, well, there is. Well, the victims he chooses and mm-hmm. where he puts their bodies and all that. But it just seems so simple compared to like what we've seen in the past. But it's not like he's sadistic, like I would say, like John Wayne Gacy type. He's vibe. not gonna no. He's not gonna chop him up. No, he's exactly. Still, let me make this one. He's still sadistic. Yeah. He enjoyed everything. Yeah, that he, I understand. He was so fascinated watching the light go out of their eyes. That that was a, it was a very it was seemed to be very sexual in nature for him, 
which we see occasionally in a lot of serial killers. Most, whenever you meet a serial killer, it's very much about taking power back for them. Yeah. That's always the fascination is a power grab. That's why they mostly kill women or people who are weaker than them. It's always just that fascination. Mm -hmm. Not even a fascination. It's always the need to have more power in your life. But it's weird. Them, yeah. We've been I've been doing a lot of studies on serial killers lately. Yeah. It's just it's always about this fascination of power for them. They're more yeah. closely related in the criminology field to a serial rapist than like a normal murderer. Yeah. Because it's always just it has the sexual like like I don't know satisfaction of it. Yes, it's not, and it's not always sexual, but most of the time it yeah. is in one way or another. Yeah. Like fucking what was his name? Jeffrey Dahmer, he yeah. would rape and murder and then eat kids. Yeah. John Wayne Gacy, rape, murder. It's, it's a lot just, of sexual in nature. Yeah. It's just interesting because, like, he murdered so many people and there wasn't a, I, I don't know, second nature to it. Like, he just, it was simple. Yeah. He wasn't even hiding who he was or anything. Like, he just did it. Yeah. That was, it was just kind of his whole bit is he was just able to mm-hmm. get away with it. And it's just because nobody was going to look for these people. Yeah. And I'm wondering, like, uh, another thing. Well, he he didn't get a name. He didn't get, like, a serial killer name. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't, like, because well, no one knew about him. So then he wasn't also popularized and all this other stuff. No, like, it wasn't. Stuff gets happened. He did not get media frenzied like you see with Ted Bundy or the yeah. killer. Even though it was just, it was happening in the same time frame. But you couldn't connect those cases. You just can't. No. It's, yeah, it was just a very strange scenario because he, these murders weren't found out about until after he got arrested. They caught him for three. Yeah. And then he started talking about all the other ones. And I don't think he actually cared about telling the police. Mm-hmm. I think he kind of wanted to brag a little bit almost. Oh, I feel like that's how it is for a lot of people that finally get caught it seemed to be kind of he wanted to show off and be like look what i did right under your noses mm-hmm. it's kind of a middle finger to the cops yeah almost. i mean if you're already in prison for life there's no harm in telling them about the other 90 murders well and he got the guarantee he negotiated for yeah. the no death penalty so that's kind of his big bit tangent but wouldn't you want them to not have the death penalty when did you want them to suffer it's kind of well that, <laughs> we get to the death penalty i'm just here. saying a lot of people think the death penalty is just kind of like a part of it. Part of it's you want justice, and then the other part of it's they are off this planet, so we are significantly safer without them here. I guess that's true. I mean, he's in jail, whatever. But I don't know. <laughs> We're going to get into the whole serial killer, not serial killer, death penalty debate. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we'd have the same view, so it's not going to be much of a debate. But <laughs> I don't agree with the death penalty. Yeah. It's not about like a morality thing, it's so expensive. Yeah, death penalty is ironic, unironically one of the most expensive legal procedures. Well, the, the jails already get so much money. Like we'd be saving money and like whatever they're overcrowded, so it helps overcrowding. But how at what cost? Because people are on death row for years, decades. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then how many people are wrongfully killed? Mm-hmm. A lot. It feels like. More than it should be. Yeah. Which is zero. Which, yeah. So then, like, why do we even have the death penalty if the amount of people we're, we are killing that are innocent is more more than zero? Yes. 
don't <laughs> whatever it's fine whatever. <laughs> this is gonna be another episode <laughs> death penalty episode yeah here's my uh, another question i don't know if you can answer but i can try why do we see more male serial killers and murderers than we do female or at least notorious i would guess well you're gonna see more male in crime and anything mm-hmm. this is what i'm doing my research paper on actually <laughs> cool for glass but um men are more likely to commit crime because there's a lot of different reasons minorly biologically testosterone makes you more likely to be aggressive yeah um socially men are raised to be more aggressive yeah hold those emotions in <laughs> yeah it's way significantly more likely for men to commit any type of crime mm-hmm. now that does not mean women do not um yeah. Obviously, there are a lot of female serial killers. I'm probably going to do... I've got a list, and I've got a couple women. Equality. We need to do female serial killers. No. <laughs> Stop. But, yeah, it's... Women do commit serial killing crimes, but it's just not as often. Mm-hmm. Um, you're more likely to see black widow killers, which is women mm. who kill their husbands for insurance money. Yeah. Um, oh, I just tapped my mic. I hope that didn't pick that up. We'll see. But it's, there's, with men, it's a lot of times it's about power and sexuality, like I was telling you earlier. So it's not, women just don't see the need for it as much, I guess. Mm -hmm. And there may just be women out there who are just not getting caught. I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are lots of people out there who are never going to get caught for any of the crimes they commit. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, women are just, they're less likely to commit serial killing, um, and they're also just less renowned because it's media. Sexism. Yeah. <laughs> Misogyny. Even for serial killers. <laughs> but no, I do. I've, I've been noting this to my roommates, but I'm subbing in children's classrooms. And um, I did fifth graders last Thursday. And I, every boy in the class at one point punched their Chromebook in anger. Oh, my gosh. It's. I think this is a lot to do with the pandemic, but probably just boys' emotion in general. They're not taught how to control that anger. Mm-hmm. The amount of times I said, take a deep breath. Now was punching your Chromebook going to help anything? And they were like, yes. I'm like, no. Someone needs to teach these children how to control their anger and express it appropriately versus acting out that, which is what like men are kind of told to do to show their man- manliness. Aggress- yeah, aggression. So I'm like, oh, it's, it was just annoying for me as a teacher to see that. And I think the girls also are having problems with anger, but I think that's a pandemic thing where children aren't able to express their emotions very well right mm-hmm. now. But I do see that trend in boys' emotions. Yes. You need to take a juvenile justice class. The one I'm taking right now. I'd be so angry all class. No, you would not. It okay. would help you so much with your teaching, I think, genuinely. Okay. I think I would love to because I did take a class on um, – it was like school and society, and it's like how to – talk how to deal with students who are like going through things like that and most of the time they're acting out because of something they're going through you need to take the class yeah so because um another thing you know getting this is like so off topic we're, where we're I'm, at yeah we're still going you know we're yeah we're how, gonna keep talking you know um boys of color are more likely to have harsher punishments for the same crime yes and crime and education is like yes. you know, minor infractions, right. but they're getting harsher um, punishments, and that literally it leads into society because school is a reflection of our society. So, yep, mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> 
And now I'm like, now that we're talking about this, I have to write an essay soon. And I'm like, how can I incorporate men and women's emotions into my essay? Because I feel like it has a lot to do with what I'm researching. But mm-hmm. yeah, well, it's like that. We got so off topic. Yeah. But he just died last December. Samuel Little. Wow. Um, diabetes, heart problems, and other conditions. They didn't ever specify like a specific cause of death, but he was just old. Yeah. He was old. He was old. That's so wild. I wonder, like, that's just horrible. Mm. 93. Yeah. I was not expecting that. Nobody does. But the FBI released a timeline because they're trying to get all this info out there in the hopes that someone will be able to identify all these girls. And little Drew, he has these drawings. Let me show you. Oh, shoot. Of all these women. (gasps) And they're not, like, great, but look at them. Oh, my. Wait. I have heard of this story. Okay. Okay. These pictures are bringing it back. Uh huh. That is crazy. Yeah. He drew those every single one because he remembered all these women from like memory. That's so wild. Yeah. And they, uh, the way he writes, he has the markdown. He's like, he could, she could have been a Sarah or a Donna. It's just, it's, it shouldn't be as weird as it is. Like, he's guessing their names, or he, like, kind of remembers He just kind things. of vaguely remembers. Gotcha. It. It's just, it's it sounds like you're like, oh, back in the day, I was out partying. It just sounds, he just sounds like this normal guy. Yeah. But he like, looks like, if I saw him, I'd be like, oh, he's somebody's grandpa. Yeah. And for him to have that clear of a memory of these, of these murders, like, that's just... I think, 30 years ago it's of course it's going to stand out in his mind because like he gets like that sexual gratification from it i think he had a photographic memory yeah Let that me, makes sense but i believe he did and um, i feel like we see a lot of intelligent serial killers as well so that's kind of from what i've seen people who are highly like book smarts intelligence intelligence they're not emotionally intelligent mm-hmm. i've met so many people like that and they just cannot they can understand social cues and they fit in just fine. But when you get your, when you find yourself alone with them, it's just the strangest things, mm-hmm. like they say. And it's just, they don't clue in. Yeah. Can't read the room. No empathy. 